Welcome to the Learning to Thrive podcast. Today we're going to jump into the practice of worship, which is a practice that we're all familiar with as Christians. We recognize that we were, we are beings who are made to worship a God who loves us, right? Uh, however, what we might not be quite as familiar with is the faith skill of wonder, which is the where worship falls under. Mm -hmm. Wonder is this idea of reflecting the beauty, the creativity of God and his creation. So we're going to discover and look at how worship fits within that faith skill of wonder. So Pastor Ryan, why don't you uh, jump us off and help us understand where worship fits into our Christian life? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when it comes to the Christian life, and living it out. There are a lot of different components to that, a lot of different elements to that. Um, some of that is going to be the things that you actually do. Um, some of that is going to be your attitude or your mindset, a demeanor. Um, and when it comes to the faith skill of wonder, when we're reflecting God's glory, when we're reflecting the beauty and the creativity, when we're trying to look like God and be like God and bring His glory with us everywhere we go, this is where we naturally then run into the practice of worship and what worship is and what worship does, not only to ourselves, but to our environment around us. Yeah, yeah. worship is something I think that as Christians, like I said, we are familiar with at mm -hmm. least and maybe even comfortable with. But I think an important aspect of worship is to understand that worship happens all around us, right? Yeah. In Scripture, the prophet Isaiah talks about uh, how foolish it is to worship these man-made things that we see in front of us, we whittle with our own hands, and then we worship it. I'm not going around worshiping pieces of wood that I've whittled. Sure. It looks a little bit different today, but talk about how, how that idea might play into our worship. Yeah, so I think uh, what we need to do right off the bat is uh, clarify something and what, what we mean by worship. Um, because, you know, there, there's a large part of our church services we mm -hmm. call worship. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have that, and then we have the other parts, mm -hmm. right? So I think when Christians hear worship, a lot of times we're thinking along those lines of, okay, the songs that we sing and the whole experience around that, the, the words and the attitudes and the, mm -hmm. the stuff that that conjures up. But worship in the Christian life is much, much larger than singing some songs. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an entire lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Worship is simply giving your respect or your attention to something. Yeah. And so you say, you know, you may not be worshiping uh, pieces of wood or stone, you know, like they did um, back then. But we all give our attention to lots of things that aren't God. Um, we give our respect and our adoration and the, the reverence of our time and the best parts of our attention to all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And so what we're talking about here, and the reason worship then falls under wonder, is in order to adequately reflect the glory of God and the beauty and the creativity of God everywhere we go, uh, we have to spend time thinking about Him and talking about Him and dwelling on what that actually looks like, right? It has to be on our mind if it's going to be something that we're able to reflect. Yeah, yeah. So worship is really kind of this attitude of our heart. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily just lifting our hands as we sing songs, but it's something that happens 
through all of life, right? Yeah, and we will talk about that um, at the end here. We're going to talk about the actual musical worship and how to, you know, appropriately handle that. But definitely what we're talking about in this practice is an entire way of life, an entire way of living your life with, with God as the focus, with, God, with your attention on God. Um, we've addressed it in another faith skill, but I'll bring it up again. C.S. Lewis um, says, you know, you, you've heard the statement, don't become so heavenly minded that you lose your earthly value. But Lewis reminds us that if you go back and look in the Christian life and the history of the church, you'll find that those who had the greatest impact in this world were the ones who thought most of the next. And so that's where worship comes in. It's saying God actually is king and I'm going to treat him like that. God is actually Lord of my life, and so I'm going to respond appropriately. Yeah, so what kind of, if, if we think of worship more in this kind of attitude or heart yeah. direction, what are kind of some appropriate ways that I might worship God? If it's not just music, or it's not just even reading scripture or prayer, what are some things that I can do to show worship? Sure, so the the structure of Thrive moves uh, along, you know, uh, some growth and development here where we start mm-hmm. by talking about communion in this faith skill or the faith skill of communion in the environment of discover who God is. Yeah. We then move on down through, you know, Thanksgiving and stewardship and Sabbath into this faith skill mm-hmm. of wonder. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we've done that, the, there's, you know, the intentionality behind that. And it, it's all building upon each other, Right. So how do you live a life of, of worship, of adequate worship towards God? Well, it's going to require you putting your faith and trust in his provision, in, in stepping into his rest, like we yeah, talked yeah. about in Sabbath. Um, so it's going to require you to be good at the skill of Sabbath. It's going to require you to be somewhat good in the skill of stewardship, mm-hmm. of taking what God has given us and, and being able to be trustworthy mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. It's going to take skill in the area of thanksgiving, recognizing yeah. what God has given to us and appreciating that properly. Yeah. And then, of course, an attitude of communion and, and the skill of developing that awareness of God's presence and enjoying relationship with Him. As we get better in all of these areas, we will naturally find ourselves stepping into a place where more and more our thoughts are on God our attitude has been adjusted, right? We talked um, in the practice of prayer that it's not about changing God's heart to match mm-hmm. mine, but about changing my heart to, yeah. to align with his. Yeah. So the better we get at these other skills, then the better we're going to set ourselves up to be able to worship. Mm-hmm. And that's not the only way, yeah. right? I'm not saying that the only way to get good at this is to get good at literally everything else, <laughs> but it's going to start with that. Yeah, you're so right. The We've talked about this kind of flow that we have with the environment of discover. And it's not only that those other four faith skills are going to help me in my pursuit of being a worshipful person, but they are worship in and of themselves. Absolutely, yeah. That the way that I do those things help me to worship God and and inform what my worship looks like when I am worshiping God. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this kind of flow that we have inside of Discover, that we 
we start at communion. We have to know who God is, mm-hmm. what he has done for us. And that's really going to inform the way that we worship. So yeah. we start at communion and work our way down into wonder. But we can only be really good at wonder if we have worked our way through some of these other things. And I think for the environment of wonder, the the first thing that comes to my mind is just kind of this sense of awe and reverence, right? Of Uh just sitting in the presence of God. I can't sit in the presence of God unless I have communed with God. Yeah, developed an awareness of his presence. Yeah, certainly. So tell me a a little bit about where you see that connection of of how how we can sit in the presence of God in awe of him through the way that we have developed our communion and our presence with God. Yeah, so... When it comes to wonder, and I love that word mm-hmm. because it does, it conveys that sense of awe, yeah. um, which is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if you ask my wife, she'll tell you that I've stopped using the word awesome <laughs> uh, for anything other than God. Wow. Um, because when it comes to my worship, mm-hmm. I want to make sure, and it's not like, there's no magic bullet of saying, well, if I use the word this way or don't <laughs> use it this way, or pick on people when they do use it, that that means I'm good at worship, yeah, right? Yeah. But for me, it's actually a conscious decision to say, I'm reserving this word and this idea for God and God alone. Mm-hmm. Nothing is awesome except for God. Yeah. And and so what I mean by that, that, that he creates awe, he generates awe, I have to learn to recognize his voice. I have to learn to identify his activity in my life. I have to be thankful for the things that he's provided for me. I have to trust him and be willing to step into the rest that he provides and to live life with him. And I have to take care of the things that he's put in my charge. And so as I'm doing all of these things, you're right when you say it, that is worship, that's worship. And so putting God first, putting him in the position that he rightfully deserves and treating him that way, reorienting everything else in my life. It's all the things we've talked about in these other um, faith skills and these other practices of just reorienting and reorganizing and reprioritizing our entire lives around this idea that God is God. Mm-hmm. I am not. I'm okay with that because I know who I am in him. Yeah. And I know what that means. I know the life that he's inviting me to. Yeah. So that's helpful in thinking about the connection between worship or wonder and communion. But I want to jump to those next two, the thanksgiving and stewardship. Sure. Both of those two uh, environment or faith skills really talk about the gifts that God has sown into our life, right? One is our response in, in thanksgiving and the other is our response in care. Talk about where you see kind of the connection maybe between what our worship looks like and that response element of of our Christian lives. Yeah, so as we move into the response side of things, so moving from an attitude or a demeanor, a position of the heart or a state of mind into action and activity and and a response, um, now you start to get at the reality that how you live your life is is going to reveal what is actually important to you. It's so there is an element to this that changing how I act and I behave becomes worship, mm-hmm. but there's also and I think primarily an element of this that the 
actions that I have are more an indicator or a revelation mm -hmm. of where I I actually see God, where I've put Him, um, you know, in the the priority or the hierarchy yeah. in my life. So Thanksgiving, this recognition of what God has done for us, and then a proper attitude towards mm -hmm. that, a proper response towards that, being grateful, responding in humility, mm -hmm. stewardship, and this... <laughs> generosity right recognize that it all yeah. comes from him it all yeah. belongs to him i'm just holding this with an open hand these are practices that lead to these skills that over time as i become a better steward more trustworthy as i become a better thankful servant mm. child yeah. of the king um, as, as, I be, as I grow in that area, then what is happening is God's getting bigger in my life. Yeah. His reality uh, or the reality of him in my life is growing in comparison to everything else. Mm -hmm. So he's crowding out and pushing out anything mm -hmm. that would compete against yeah. him in those sorts of ways. And so it's just making more space, making more room, growing my capacity for God. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what heaven's going to be like. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, you know, we get the different jewels that we get to put on our <laughs> crown. My my guess, and this is this is just a, a guess, but I wonder if that has to do with our ability or capacity to worship. Mm -hmm. um, that the the more we grow in this skill here mm -hmm. on earth. Yeah the greater our potential is going to be yeah. when we get to heaven of yeah. just being able to do this, to reflect mm -hmm. the beauty and creativity of God. Yeah, you mentioned in that answer the idea of space and creating space. I, I really appreciate that image, and I think it's so important for what worship truly looks like, that if I'm living a hurried, busy <laughs> life, yeah. I'm showing who or what I worship mm -hmm. by what takes my time, my energy, my money, those kinds of things. But if I'm truly going to worship God, it requires space and not yeah. just physical space, but emotional space, relational space, financial space, all those sorts of things play a role in that. Can you give me an example of, of what space in life might look like in creating this room for worship? Yeah, so this is a fascinating uh situation that you bring up because I think most people if, if you were to ask most people who attend a church who do you worship God's going to be the yeah. answer right God above everything else but then you look at their calendars at their schedules you look at their checkbook you look at the time they devote to their families mm -hmm. and leisure and sports and music and all these other things you know that can compete and vie for your attention vacations and all of this stuff and, and a reality quickly starts to take shape, yeah. right? So when I'm talking about carving out space or, or making space for God, what we're talking about here is you, you have to realize, and it goes one way or the other, you're going to have to realize it. How you live your life is telling you what you worship. Mm, yeah. It is. And so you may think that you worship God. You may think that you're a really dedicated follower or child of God. But if your priorities in your daily life don't reflect that, if you're open and honest mm -hmm. and willing to actually look at yourself in the mirror, what it's telling you is 
God is not tops yeah. on the throne of your heart. You're not actually giving him the worship that he deserves. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for Pat, it's easy for pastors to say, well, <laughs> then you need to be at church, right? And people always give us a hard time because that's what they think, that all we care about is you coming to church and giving us your money, that's right? That's all Those, I do all day yeah. is just read the Bible and pray anyway. Uh-huh, so, read the Bible, pray, and then every time we see you guys, we pick on you saying, why haven't you been <laughs> at church? That the, was not the truth. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that pastors care so much that people are in church is is partly because of this, this reflection, this, this reality that if you're making time and space for church, what it's revealing is that you've restructured and reoriented you to, guys, we get it. We understand. We have schedules too, and kids and families and, and craziness and all those kinds of yeah. things. So we know how hard it can be. I, we, you may not know this, but pastors also sometimes face the, that reality that if, if we weren't paid to be here, we may not be yeah, here on this yeah. night or on this day. And we have to go through that. And we have to make sure that our hearts are in the right place. Too. This is yeah. something that hits us just as much as it hits anybody else. But the reason that we care about this, about the being together in, as a spiritual family and mm-hmm. worshiping God, and, yeah. and we'll talk about this here in just a moment, the actual act of like singing yeah, and songs yeah. together, is because we recognize the way that that this is an indicator and an, and an indication, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying you can never miss. We all miss, right? <laughs> yeah. Pastors need vacations yeah. from church too. But what we're saying is when, when we see the daily habits start to change yeah. and we see that this becomes a part of your weekly routine, what it's revealing to us is that God is king. God yeah. is on the throne, yeah. and, and your heart has adopted that attitude yeah. of appropriate worship. Yeah, and integral in that understanding is not just that I'm in church or that I right. worship God, but that God has priority. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And I love an example that you shared with me a couple of times where I, it, it, we are Broncos fans through and through here. And if we yeah. know the Broncos play on Sunday afternoon, we're going to reorganize our schedule to accommodate for the Broncos, right? Mm-hmm. Or if it's a Monday night game, we're not scheduling something to happen on Monday night. Yeah. And that's one of the things as a pastor that has really broken my heart, especially as a, a youth pastor in my former years, is seeing people, and especially teenagers, who get out of line with not just what they worship, but what they're committed to. And it, it can be so difficult sometimes to say, well, I've got this commitment or that commitment. I have to do homework or sports or band or for adults it might be. Yeah. I have family and work and all of these commitments. And God ends up getting the very last sliver of time that I have mm-hmm. in the day or in the week or in the month. And that's part of where this rhythm of life that we talked about with Sabbath becomes so important. But our worship is defined in part by our priorities. Yeah. And let me jump in right here because as a youth pastor, I do, I get this all the time. And I get it. I totally understand it. Here's what it boils down to. If you say, I've got team sports or individual sports or band or whatever else you've got, but I'm going to reorient and reprioritize and do everything else in such a way that church comes first. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, it could be abused, right? You could yeah. say, well, I go to mm-hmm. church and then I've checked off that box and there you go. But usually it doesn't work that yeah. way. Yeah. 
usually the people that have said, I'm going to make church number one no matter what, are the people who have actually reoriented everything else around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't miss Bronco games yeah. unless they're on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. <laughs> and then I do something different, yep. right? So my one non-negotiable mm-hmm. gets bumped by an even bigger non-negotiable, and that's what we're talking yeah. about here, right? I record the game and try and get out of church without yeah. hearing <laughs> any updates on the score. I'll be sure to let you know next time. Yeah. So we've talked a, a number of times that kind of alluded to it, but kind of our, our first thing we think about with worship oftentimes mm-hmm. is the musical side of it. Yeah. The songs that we sing when we are here in church on a Sunday morning or a Tuesday night or whatever it may be. Or maybe it's even out loud in your car when nobody's sure. watching yeah. you. Uh-huh. So what is it about music that helps us understand worship and associate music with worship so frequently? Yeah, well, so listening to music is the only activity that utilizes both sides of your brain at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's why you learn lyrics to songs so much faster than you can memorize you know, just straight words mm-hmm. on a page. What that tells me is that there's something very powerful yeah. in music. That it's the only activity that utilizes that much of our brain power at any one given time, which means we have the ability to, to really dedicate and focus our attention, our energies, everything on God himself. Yeah. And when he is the object of our singing, yeah. it glorifies him, right? It brings him honor. It, mm-hmm. it reveals the place that he's in. Yeah. The statement that I make, and I make this um, in every church that I am in, and you know, to my youth groups and to adults alike, but when it comes to worship, I uh, musical worship, singing songs in church, I always want to ask two questions. Number one, is what I'm singing really true? Hmm. So this is something that, um, you know, especially as new songs are introduced to you, sometimes I'll more cautiously step into those as I hmm. pay attention to what are these actual words here. What am I actually singing? Am I committing something to God in saying (laughs) these words, right? I don't want my words to be hollow. I don't want them to be empty. And so what am I actually saying? Is it really true? And the second question I ask myself is, if so, what is the appropriate response? Hmm. And then do that. Mm -hmm. And that will change and transform your worship. I've had services where I'm doing things like physically that I probably wouldn't have done before. I'm kneeling down or even laying down, you know, in between the rows of chairs or something, or I'm stepping into the very back so I can just cry out to God or do some things like that. And, and all of this comes from this attitude of saying, I want to, I want these words to mean something. I want my worship to be impactful and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And as I'm participating in that with everyone else around me, Mm -hmm. um, I want to offer a sacrifice of praise Mm -hmm. To God, that actually cost me something. That, yeah. that shows Him that yeah. this is coming from the deepest part of yeah. who I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Pastor Ryan. I think that's very helpful in helping us to understand and, and find where worship has to play a part in our lives. That we've talked about worship as our life, as our work, yeah. as our play, as our actual singing of songs to God, and I think. What all that reveals is that worship isn't just something that happens with my mouth, mm-hmm. but it's something that happens with my entire body, with all five of my senses, yeah. and that we should embrace that, embrace what God wants to teach us and do in our lives through our worship. So that's our understanding and our, and our uh, walking through this idea of worship. We hope that it's been helpful, and we can't wait to see you next time.